what were some of the, like your favorite parts of the movie? Like highlights, things that you liked about it. I love the I'll... credits. Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to Netflix Roulette. I'm your host, Cade Newsby. And this is the show where every week me and a guest randomly pick something off Netflix.com and watch it and tell you if it's garbage or something you should spend your time watching. Because Netflix has way too many uh, movies, TV shows for us to watch in a lifetime. So hopefully this show gives you a little glimpse into a world. Today I'm joined by one of my very good friends, uh, comedian, actor, Baby Rivera. Please uh, put your hands together, make some noise for Baby Rivera. Um, how are you doing today? Um, you know, I'm doing okay. I could complain, but I want to hear you compliment me more. <laughs> well, I love, you know, I love the the kitchen in the background. That's great. The, um, it's a Zoom background. Oh, it's a virtual background. No, no, no I'm just joking. It kind of mm-hmm. looks like it though, doesn't it? Yeah, like the scary hallway in the back. Like yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to like optimize my lighting. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm that bitch. Yeah, so I'm is like, there like a, what's your setup like? Is there a circle light? Yeah, I have a circle light. I don't want overhead lighting because then it, it casts a shadow and I'm like, I don't need to be playing around with that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you live in the spotlight. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, how did you get started in stand-up comedy? Because we met in stand-up class, but I think you were already better at it than everyone in the class. So how'd you get started? You can say it. I was famous. I was like, yeah. I was like gay famous. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were like um, on the block. I honestly was always like that funny friend in my friend group. Like I was always the friend that like cracked the joke. And like people were always telling me that I could do stand-up. And that, but I'd never, I didn't come from like a family or like a friend group that really exposed me to stand up. So I was exposed to it super late, like late high school, college. And um, when I saw stand up, I was like, wait, I was like, that's it. I could do this. Like, it sounds, it looks really easy. And it wasn't, but <laughs> I'm a hard worker and here I am. What I love about your stand up is that it's so refined. Like, a lot of these comedians in the early stages, like myself and a lot of our friends, sort of stumble to get to the punchline, whereas you were just like a one-two punch to set up punchline, sort of a one-liner. So like, is is the one-liner sort of your go-to? Is it something that you just sort of naturally were gravitated to? Or like, how did, how did your style emerge? Um, well, I definitely try to be like, super strategic about my comedy because the thing about my comedy is that like it's very irreverent and I like to like tiptoe a very cheeky line um and obviously that's harder to do if you're telling like a full story but if you're telling a literal joke like a one-liner it's kind of foolproof because people are already trained to like laugh to that rhythm with like sitcoms and stuff that we watch you know what I mean like that setup punchline rhythm is like intrinsic and so people catch on to that and even if they don't necessarily agree or like relate to what I'm saying in the joke like that rhythm lets them know that I'm joking and it kind of makes it okay to say what I'm saying not that I'm dropping like n-words or saying or anything you know what I mean but yeah yeah still, that's still like, light social commentary 
Yeah, exactly. It's also like so jarring. Like I'm not the typical face that you see in stand up. So people are like, oh, are you like a shitty drag queen? And I'm like, yeah, kind of, but not really. <laughs> I'm like, mm, tiny bit. Are you going to tip me? If you tip yeah. me, yes. Like, <laughs> I can be whatever you want. With the I know. Kids. I was like, buy me a wig and maybe. We'll see. So when you're trying to get into what, when you're trying to um, sort of establish yourself as an actor, comedian, and then the quarantine comes along, what was that like for you? Because I know you just recently graduated and with someone with so much talent, that must have been sort of, I mean, just tell, how was it? Like, what, what, what was that experience like? Well, I'm retired. I retired from comedy. <laughs> like, my career's over. It's done with. Done. Um, focusing on babysitting now. That's my thing. Honestly, like, I'm still in school, so it wasn't that bad. Um, it wasn't like I had to find a job. I still had that like safety net of a year in grad school. But it's been hard because I don't do online stand-up shows. I don't know if you do, but I haven't done no, any. No, I haven't gotten into them. I haven't really even watched them. Yeah, me either. I feel like, especially for me, because I do do one-liners, like it's all about timing and my pace and like setting a rhythm with the audience and like and the way you captivate the entire room sort of yeah exactly like and that's so hard to do over zoom especially if like my wi-fi isn't on tip-top shape you know what i mean impossible yeah yeah like i would be like that was my punchline and then wait four minutes for a laugh and it's like (laughs) get a few clap reacts like right like like three minutes into my next joke and i'm like what are you doing i'm like are you watching the same show or are you clicking between taps like um (laughs) Oh my God, that's a real struggle. But so I've been trying to sort of become a more well-rounded performer. Like instead of focusing on writing stand-up and performing, like I tried to channel that energy into like screenwriting and more long-form writing. Uh, Cause I feel like that's like another way to sort of make a name for yourself in comedy. Okay. Um, so, so I've been working of, on that. Most of your screenplays do uh lean towards being comedies or do you sort of mix it up um okay so i'm that bitch i love a good telenovela like yeah. sit me in front of sit me in front of, of television with a bucket of popcorn and you will not see me for days so i'm super inspired by like the telenovela format and like the dramedy aspects that they have so a lot of my screenplays are like dramatic in nature with like comedic moments that are born out of the drama, if that Very makes cool. sense. Yeah, so how does writing a script for you creatively, like the creative process, like, cause I mean, I've written stand-up, not as great as yours, but I've written stand-up and I've written script. I beg to differ. And I know that they can be very different processes for an artist. How do they differ for you? And like, what do you try to accomplish in each of them separately? I think it's like so much about your organization and the sort of work you put into the the beginning of your brainstorm. Um, But it's a lot like writing a joke in just a long form way, you know, with a joke, like I don't ever just say a joke. I always have something that I'm trying to say or like hint at with a joke. And I feel like if you do that with a script, if you have a message behind your script and what you're trying to say, like the story will guide you. Um, I also pull a Stephen King and only write in blackouts, so that helps, honestly. 
know, <laughs> I wake up in two weeks and I'm like, I wrote a screenplay. I wrote a, I wrote a half hour. Can we cut that line? I don't remember writing it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who wrote this shit? Like, you know. With your online presence. Um, you mean my OnlyFans? Your OnlyFans. <laughs> your Instagram. Can you clarify? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So your Instagram is so great, so aesthetically pleasing, so consistent. And yeah. What is is there like a strategy behind that, or do you sort of just go with the flow? And mm, it's just sort of like I'm Miss Thang, like Miss Gorgina. Like, let me showcase that. A Heather, a Heather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did, I literally just finished watching that season of Drag Race, so if that's what you're referencing. Were yeah. you? Yeah. Okay, hot. Um, um, but honestly, like, I, my strategy for that is I want to make myself into like a self-made sex symbol. Because um, I feel like there's so much awareness to be made around like, you know, trans people and the fact that we exist on such a wide spectrum that trans people aren't trans in a binary way like we can exist and not be you know ideally woman or like ideally male and um i just want to like hone in on that be like a gender neutral like face you know yeah yeah like james charles but like less racist you know, <laughs> a little uh, more real, like my real hair. Yeah. No digs. You do a lot of, um, like James Charles does a lot of, um, I would call it artistic, like artistic makeup. Do you do any, do you play with uh, those sort of? Um, oh yeah, do I, do I do looks? Yeah, so yeah. I can't, I've done a few, like I did like a Shigo look. Which was phenomenal. But even that was like pretty basic. Like it was just like a lip, some lashes, and then like some body paint. So it was really easy. But I can't. Do, I'm not on James Charles level. I came for him, but like his <laughs> talent and makeup outshines mine. I will give it Asi to him. He has entered the chat. I know. I'm like I'm pulling out receipts. Like sorry. I need timestamps. Thank you. Literally. Yeah. Um. So what kind of genres when you're watching TV. You said telenovela, you mentioned the dramedy aspect of it. But what about, let's talk about Netflix. You watch Netflix? I watch you... telenovela, I watch Netflix's telenovelas. They're so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So, so is that sort of what you've been um, watching over the quarantine or what, what are some things? Are you just assuming? Um, yeah. I bring up telenovelas one time and you just assume that's all I do in my free time, Cade. I mean, you painted a huh? pretty clear picture, so. <laughs> okay. Actually, yes, it I'm has curious. been. What, what other shows do you watch? What other? Um, okay, I've been binging a lot of Drag Race. That's been like my, my heart and soul. Like when things get too real, I'm like Drag Race is here and I'm chilling. Um, Legendary. I don't know. Do you know that show on yeah, HBO? Oh my good. God. That show, I'm like, who, 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 like in my little chair, like faded as hell. Megan the Stallion judging. Yes. Actually, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Just every down. episode, yeah, every episode, she starts off by asking Laomi, she's like, what are you looking for? And then Laomi lists what she's <laughs> looking for. And then Jamila goes, me too. And then she moves on. And I'm like, I see you. 
the oh worst god. judges though are on Canada's Drag Race. Have you seen Canada? Oh my god, I hate Canada. I can't. It's yeah, so bad. It's terrible. But I like some of the queens, but the judges like the, ruined it. It's just not the same without like Aru and Michelle. It's really not. Yeah. And then I'm also like I'm, I'm like distraught that Brooke has her own show. I don't know how you feel about that. Dude, I'm like, she's not she a winner. Is, like, she's the worst. First of all, she is the worst judge I've ever seen on any show. Like, Simon yeah. Apollo Abdul, like, all these shows. Like, she just literally never says anything critical. It's all, it's always just like, I just hate everything you're doing. She like, just, I, she just the bare man. And she's just like, <laughs> I don't like it. And then they're like, why? And she's like, I just don't. And then they move yeah. on to the next person. And I'm like, great. Like, I, I would not have done that. I know. I'm like, well, you didn't win, so right. I'm trying to win. Like, right. excuse me. No wonder you wouldn't have done that because you didn't win. I, um, so I think that's, uh, I think that's enough chit chat. Let's get into the game. Okay, yeah. So for those was of that you too shady know, of us? We. This is the shade room. Hot. Yeah. The library is open. Netflix roulette is also the shade room of YouTube okay, uh, movie commentator. Great, I hope we got something subpar because I'm ready to lean in. So for those of you who don't know, this is how the game works. The guest every week will give me four random numbers, which will correlate hopefully to a random genre on Netflix. And then from there, we will pick something out of that random genre. Uh, last, a few of the last ones were movie starring Alec Baldwin, um, dramas based on books. So I'm hoping we get something a little fun, a little crazy. So let's see what baby lands us on this week. Uh, go ahead with your first four numbers. And sometimes they don't work, so we'll just keep trying till we get something. Okay, it has to be four numbers? Yeah. Okay, let's do 0074. 074. The last four digits of my social security. <laughs> nothing there's nothing oh what yeah that is rude okay okay let's see um let's do the perfect number zero seven thirteen zero seven thirteen mm -hmm. let's get spooky let's see what comes up uh okay. let's see what okay. happens if i get rid of the zero maybe that's messing with it um let's just see seven thirteen anything honestly no. if not we should just hack Netflix's interframe. Okay, let's do three threes and a one. Three, 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 one. Two, three, one. Oh, oh. Okay, I was about to say Netflix is getting real transphobic. They were tiptoeing that line. Yeah, there were like, what, seven failed attempts? Come on. I know. Independent dramas, okay. We landed on independent sports movies. Oh, okay. I secretly love sport movies. They're great. We got High School Musical, the Tiger Woods one, um, and <laughs> that one doesn't exist. I just made we have up. Coach Carter. Do you know that one? No. Remember the Remember the Titans? No. <sighs> and I'm you not, go to film school, sir? I'm not into sports, okay? Me either, but I'm like, it's so nice. I'm like, they're beating the odds. You know what I mean? Yeah, the underdog story. I love that. Okay. So it looks like in this category, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
nine choices. So I'm going to ask Siri to pick for us a number between one and nine. Pick a number okay. between one and nine. She doesn't pick four. We're asking her again. Oh my God, she picked four. Oh my God. So, okay, we're watching Weeds on Fire, you guys. I love that. Um, Weeds on Fire. In 1980s Hong Kong, a school principal forms a baseball team with an eclectic crew of local students who soon fight their way to the top of the league. Came out in 2016, an hour, 34 minutes. Um, what are you expecting based off of this uh, image and description? Um, a period film with like, you know, the eye, with an asterisk over the eye, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this is cinema. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting a lot. I have, I have high expectations. Me too. I think it's um, I, a lot of I think a tear, yeah, I think a tear will be shed. It's once meeting or twice. the moment. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, so we'll be right back uh, after watching Weeds on Fire, which is also what happens when you smoke weed. So um, we will catch you right after. A little science lesson. It. We'll be right back with our review. <笑>喂,仲有仲有,仲有阿叔,我咪仲細咩,仲快啲。你傻嘅,你個老大個咩?我搞呢支球隊將會係全港第一支華人少年棒球隊。棒球,頭,打,接,跑。我仲個波,好
emphasis on rough. Like, <laughs> so what'd you think of the movie? Okay, I, I'm not gonna say I liked it, but I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. It was, I'm gonna give a very pageant answer. It was very watchable, palatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was like a lot. I feel like they tackled a lot like in one movie and I feel like I would feel the movie going in one direction and then they would just have like something completely out of the blue that threw me off, if that made sense. Yeah, yeah it almost felt like a reality show in that sense in that it's like nothing really felt super like intentional like uh, yeah and it was just like, super yeah exactly like it was super weird in that like one plot line was like this guy trying to be a baseball player and do good and then the other one was like really intense about a gang like there's like fights like and i was like what what is the juxtaposition is too much like yeah at first when it first started like let's say the first 20 minutes or so i was like you know, this could be like a stick it type movie. Okay, yeah, I was like, this is like the Sandlot if the Sandlot took place in like a bad area and they all grew up to be delinquents, but a coach came in and saved them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's the vibes that. I got. You haven't seen the Sandlot? No, but I think I'm Wait. the vibe. Okay, yeah, the Sandlot's nothing like this, but I was like making a baseball movie reference. So I was like, mm, I did that. You know, but I'm I shook you haven't like, seen the Sandlot. That's like American culture. What? Yeah, I'm not very Americanly cultured, I guess. Um, I guess not. But I think that this movie was very much like an American movie. Like a lot of like the. Totally. Like the tropes. Like, yeah, like the 80s sports movie tropes. Like, like, it, it has the same energy as one of those movies like Bench Warmers or The Bad News Bears, where yeah. it's like this team that just is like, you know, the people who would never be friends with each other, but like their principal, like invest half a million dollars into baseball and then uh, whips them into shape. And I think I had trouble like caring about a main character because like the expositional parts of the movie, like the first 10 minutes or so, they were setting up all these like side plots that weren't like really connected to the main character. So it felt like, I don't know, it didn't really feel like I really cared about the main character till like three quarters of the way in when he got hit in the head with a baseball. Oh, three quarters, that was like the end. Like the that ending. was like 10, 10 minutes to the end. I, that's completely, how I feel though because I was like super into this like coach because they were like all like bad kids like quote-unquote right right, right yeah. and I was like super into the idea of like the coach coming in and like trying to use baseball to like help them like get through their issues because that's like such a common th like theme in sports movies um so I was like oh, okay this is gonna be cute like fun yeah. But then just like you said, like then these side plots come in, like the pregnancy and she's like gonna keep it even though it's like the most inconvenient. And I'm like, what girl, like, and then like um, the other guys like in the gangs, like trying to support like the girl and the baby. And I'm like, where are your parents? Like what is happening? <laughs> um, so it was just like a lot happening that like, I could not focus. I could be like, okay, the coach is not doing his job because mm -hmm. these kids are like, 
spiraling. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. The coach was uh, brutal. He would make these kids run laps and laps and laps and laps. I and, know. Like, hold blackmail against them almost. Be like, if you don't run 50 laps, you're expelled. Like, the coach was too much. And I was like, I thought we were trying to help that. Like, normally there's like a breakthrough point, but the coach is like doing the most. Yeah. The coach was, was his name Lou. Lou. Yeah. I, I hated yeah. that too, because there was Lung and Lou. And I was like, okay, like make it the most inconvenient for me to remember the characters. Like I remember the the main character's name was Lung. And I yeah, remember that. Another because, rough translation. Cause I was I wondering don't think, what uh, would my name be trans like what body part is Cade in another language? I'm curious. If you know, Cade. please comment below. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know where your name originates from? Old English, perhaps? <laughs> Is your name even that old? Like, how far does it trace back? 2000? Some, yeah, 1990? I feel like Kate was not heard of until Abercrombie was, like, on the scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it's almost an Abercrombie spinoff name. Uh-huh, completely. Like, kids were only found in the store, like, in the in the low lighting, you know, spraying the perfume. I wonder um, if there are any kids today named Abercrombie. Oh, my God. Okay, talk all it the shit you want, be. but that's kind of a chic name. Ab Abercrombie? <laughs> Abercrombie? Abercrombie is, like, no. kind of badass. Yes. No. Like, Abercrombie and you could call yourself I'm Crombie, like pull up. Okay, like Crombie, Crombie, I fuck with, but Crombie's a bad bitch pulling up in like nine inch stilettos, and you're like, we're supposed to go hiking, and you're she's like, I know, and she's like, who's that bitch, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Literally. Um, what were some of like your favorite parts of the movie, like highlights, things that you mm. liked about it? I love the I'll, credits. Yeah. No, the sound. Honestly, the soundtrack was like fucking fire. The soundtrack was so good. Did you notice? I don't know if you realized playing like a knockoff version of that. Uh, oh, I don't uh, think they played a uh, single right in music. Uh, I didn't hear like, a single original song. Like, yeah. Oh, girl, I'm fully that bitch that will talk and then be like, "Wait, what was my point? Why was I talking?" So. School will do that to you. <laughs> I know, literally. Oh my god, yeah. A lot of the songs were very like video gamey too. Yeah, almost like and kind of Bollywood feel. Yeah, and it would play at the weirdest times too. Like it'd be in the bathroom and then the soundtrack would go off and it'd be like, what was the point of that? Like, <laughs> what emotional moment are we emphasizing here? The fact that literally they broke into the woman's restroom? Let's I was not. like, I'm, I'm having such trouble sensing tone, but. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, no, I had trouble sensing tone too, because like honestly, a lot of this movie was really dark. Like the kids were, um, you know, kind of growing up in poverty and being okay, abused also, by their coach, and it was like dark. And like their, right? I think was it Lung's dad? Like Lung's dad was doing the most. <laughs> like he would cough up the rice like after chewing it, and I was like, "What are you doing, sir?" Yeah. Also. Yeah. Did Lung's dad get a divorce at the end? Like, why did his wife start driving away and attack? I also don't know whose dad that is. I'm like, who is this? Like, I don't know if it's Lung's dad, actually. 
yeah. I never saw Long and him in the same frame, so I'm like <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, um, also, um, like basically the movie centers around this friendship between these two kids that live in the same building together, which is like, it's like a nice like bromance. They're like definitely yeah. friends. And then I, uh, like the more like toxic masculinity one, like basically right. gives up on their friendship because he wasn't as good as pitching at baseball. Wait, no, it was because he started shit with the other team. He went picking a fight, and then the coach is like, you can't be on the team if you're going around fighting. Right, he right? was trying to instigate. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was also trying to show, like, how, like, sports can save you, but, like, not sports, like, you'll spiral into gang life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, like, that part of it was valid. I think that, like, the, the whole part of it that was, like, these kids are sort of learning how to be a team and like be disciplined human beings and not like just basically starting fights and shit. Like, I think that part of it Literally, was like that part was fights, good. Like out of the yeah, blue, they had a the they hallway, had a samurai like, sword, like fighting with a samurai sword at one point. They're fighting like on the ninth floor of their apartment building. I was like, what is happening? Like. <laughs> Could you imagine rounding the corner of their fighting, like with your groceries, having just climbed like nine flights of stairs? Like, yeah, I like that it gave us a little like peek into what life is like in like the Hong Kong um, public houses. 80s. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I okay. Think also, that, like, maybe I'm just faded, but at times, did the Cantonese just sound like English to you? At yeah, times, there were some times where they threw in some English for sure. Okay, at times I was like, are they just speaking English with like a Chinese accent? And I was like, but it was fully Cantonese, but maybe it was just me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they like, at the end, they showed like Hong Kong liberation, um, like political stuff. And it oh. kind of tied back to what you were saying, like your art has to like have a point. But also that point was never okay, but been through the entire movie till the literally last. Literally, they, they included a scene at the beginning because like they show like some opening or something, don't they? Like something was signed. Yeah. And then at the end, like they show like what you just said, and I was like, okay, these two scenes. Like I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, but they added like to do with the movie. Yeah, just like a weird like political backdrop of the '80s, I guess, yeah. to add some context. But one of my favorite parts is when they were playing the American team, and the Americans were just like so disgusting. <laughs> that was like typecasting i was like yeah. <laughs> i was also like where did they find these americans to play like i feel like they're not even americans they're just like europeans that were flown in they're like okay pretend you're from new york like yeah literally like you love fried chicken yeah. and cherry pie like and from time to time you get a little racist but Action. Seriously. Like, Action. that was it. Take two. No, my my favorite part was the end, like, where he gets knocked out, and he's just, like, lying on the field for what seemed to me, like, several minutes. Like, and at I feel least like, ten minutes. And I feel like there's a long time before people are, like, trying to actively help him. Like, I feel like he's lying on the floor for a long time, daydreaming, like, yeah. in his little coma. Yeah, the only person who, like, actually has grown 
and learned how to play the game gets knocked out in the head and then it's everyone just, everyone just stands around him in a circle and just stares they don't stares. even call 911 meanwhile he's like bleeding like onto his shirt like yeah it's a- what did you think about the acting um actually it was I I thought it was good yeah, I, I thought, thought it was kind of, I thought at times it was like kind of che- like cheesy and campy, but I felt like at those points, like it was like usually the funnier part. So it made sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like if they were trying to be serious and it came off as campy. I feel like the music made it feel a little campier than it really was. Because well, like yeah. I said, the music would come on at the most inconvenient time. I feel like the like the girl would be like, I'm not giving up this baby. Like, how dare you even think I'm getting an abortion? And then they would play like a video game, like theme song in the back. That was like super upbeat, like super poppy. I was like, this is not it. Not it, not it. I was like, is that Pac-Man in the background? Like what? what? <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was good. Like, I think the main characters were the best actors, obviously. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Sure. Not but always. I think that um, like the the kid who played Lung was really good because even though he didn't have a lot of lines, like a lot of his nonverbal acting was like really strong. I felt like. Yeah. No. Um, and that's. I feel like that's so tough to pull off too. Like nonverbal acting. Yeah. If you don't have an expressive face or like body, like you can't pull that off. Like I feel like I have three emotions, so I'm like. What are the three emotions? I feel like I have happy, I have angry, and then I have like, don't look at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, yeah. And outside of that range, like, that's why I say I'm a partial actor. Cause I'm like, if the character's outside of any of those three emotions, like, <laughs> she says. When I cast you in my short film for school, you, you played angry, I feel you like. You told me to be bitchy and mean, and I was like, I got you. I was got like, it. say no more. I was like, I can be bitchy and I can be mean. Trust and me. And you killed it. And you killed oh. it. And what did she deliver? She was bitchy and she was mean. I did both. <laughs> I'm sorry I cut you out of half of it. Um, oh no, it was fine, honestly. I was but, like, that's show business. Yeah, that's show business, you know. Get it. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like as a screenwriter who has written longer scripts, you kind of have an idea of what makes a good script. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this script as a feature length movie. Do you feel like it had all the things that you look for in a movie this length or what was it missing? Um, okay, it's it's tough cause like I don't have direct dialogue. Like some of these translations were rough. Yeah. So I'm not sure if like the themes and like the transitions were handled better in like the original Cantonese. Um, and it's just like the translation that makes it seem like kind of rough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But um, I think they could pay more attention to the way they handled like balancing the stories and like mm. interweaving the theme that all three of the short of the stories share, right? Because like and like I feel like in the essence of a good script like the storylines that are in the script all revolve under like the same theme yeah. and are and all reflect like different aspects of the same theme. 
and so that you can see like different layers of the theme that you're trying to get across. Um, so I feel like they didn't really do that because one story was about like the coach trying to help the kids and then like Lung was like doing his thing, like losing his friend, but like also trying to play baseball, but like yeah. dealing with his like home life. Like it was a lot, Lung was going through the most, but like staying quiet. Like I was like, yeah. are you okay Lung? Like I wanted I to check in with him and have a one-on-one. Like I don't feel like I we ever got to see the emotional depth of our main character. Like right. he was always sort of just silent or sulking or getting hit in the head with totally. a baseball. Like, yeah, so it was just like, yeah, so it was just like confusing seeing like what these like stories were like trying to say because they were so different. Yeah, even though it was like in the same world, I guess. And what did you think about the coach? Okay, well, I'm partial because I love that. Like I told you earlier, I love sports movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and sports movies always have the coach that was like there to like a hard ass yeah yeah like who's like tough love but like knows that in the long run like the kids are gonna benefit from this do you know what i mean totally totally but this coach was like straight up abusive wait what i was saying like that's the only reason that lung grew is because the coach was like making him like do abusive shit true but i feel like the coach was also like too much because like way too much yeah he didn't give way is that his name wai yeah the other friend he didn't give him like a second chance like i feel like a good coach would have been like okay like you can be the water boy but like don't blow it do you know what i mean yeah yeah he but, took absolutely no bullshit i know exactly and i was like he, he was, was like, not about it but i was like what do you expect from these from these kids also wait can we talk about casting sure um i i oh, let me tell you let me start out with casting i didn't like. casting i didn't like was lung Okay. Uh, After we just complimented him for like three yeah, minutes. <laughs> Long way and the girlfriend. So the star builds. You didn't like yeah. the main characters. Okay, great. I, I mean, I think they did the job, <laughs> but I think like they, obviously they, they showed up. Flown in, they like, were on tape. Yeah. They did it. They knew their they lines. Did, they did a good <laughs> job, but I, I don't know. Like the chemistry wasn't there for me between them. No, yeah. I don't think there were any, they were that great either. After I just said it, the acting was good. I mean, okay, there's a difference between acting and chemistry in my mind. Like, yeah, true, true. Individually, they're strong, but I feel like the, the connection just was like, yeah. Off. Okay, yeah. I think it's just because the cast, literally, some of them were like 13, and then other of them, others were like 33. Like, yeah, it was what so was weird. with that? I was like, what were they going for? Like, we can tell he's 45 years old. I know. I was like, this guy literally has stubble. Like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, Lou, give me some tough love. I'm here for it. Weeds for fire, too. Like, bring it on. Yeah. What was I going to say? No, in the classrooms, did you notice in the beginning they were smoking cigarettes? That had me shook. Yeah, everyone was smoking, like, in class. Everyone in was class. Smoking. Like, I was Not like, jewels, like, straight no, cigarettes. like, straight cigarettes. I was like, um, is this a normal classroom? Like, that is so crazy. Yeah. That floored me. I was like, okay. Like, that's just the norm. Would you recommend this movie? To someone I like or don't? Someone you like. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about whether or not I'd recommend it. And I was like, 
I'm not like I'm not hating it, right? Like right, right. there are um, okay. enjoyable moments every like ten minutes or so. That was it's a pageant like, answer. It's Kate said mm, I'm burning no bridges. Let's save the world. <laughs> I think that I I would I would say if you're like looking for something random to watch that you would have never seen before, like without listening to us right now. Okay. Just check it out. You know, it it's not the worst Netflix roulette movie we've seen, but it's definitely not the best. You know, um, I'd say if you speak Cantonese, like this is a good movie to like yes. have in the background while you're like doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is obviously a lot harder if you don't, because then you have like subtitles, but. And what would you give it on Miguel? Sorry. And what would you give it on Baby's Tomatoes out of 100%? Ooh. That's tough. Wait, do I have to go first? Yeah. Okay. I guess out of 100, I'd have to give it like mm, a 46. That's like honestly what I'm feeling too. I think I'd have to give it maybe like a 50. Um, but let's see what the critics have to say about it. Yeah, oh my gosh, really though. So Weeds on Fire, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Do they not even have a oh, no consensus shady. yet? But there are two reviews here that look pretty fresh. Uh, one says Weeds on Fire is a great film that manages to provide the quintessence quintessence of cinema, which is none other than entertainment. While it also manages to make some social comments that elevate it much above the concept of the mainstream movie. Okay, this is a bot comment. Oh, that is a little too generous. Quintess- quintessence is not a word. What did he mean by that? He meant quintessential, didn't he? I Yeah, he must have. Um, the next one, do you want to read the, the next review here? Yeah, Kai Fat, which I'm assuming is a name that I did not pronounce correctly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, has definitely made a crowd pleaser, but he's also made one that doesn't talk down to the audience or press things more than absolutely necessary. Which I agree, because there are issues that he references and then moves completely on. Like, yeah. I feel like he talks about the things and then just moves on. This review gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the other one know, doesn't have a number, right? No, it doesn't. Um, oh, yeah, it's I a 3 there. A anyways. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, I don't think I love this movie. Like, I might have already forgotten everything about it. Completely. But, like, like the most memorable thing about the movie is the rough translation title, like Weeds on Fire. Weeds on That's fire. what I love. Yeah. My favorite part, besides the ending credits. <laughs> well, thank you so much for watching it and reviewing it with me. I hope you guys out there listening um, learned something today from our review of Weeds on Fire. And, besides not um, to watch. Baby Rivera, where can people find you on social media? What are you up to these days? What do you want people to check out? Um, I can be found at my Instagram is at baby Rivera underscore XO. I'm just writing these days, working on a half hour right now. Um, but hopefully I'll be doing, I don't know what to say, girl. Oh my god. Like, what is she doing besides these films? <laughs> um, that's literally it. 
Like, okay, great. Yeah, I'm just writing. Check them the out. The clubs are still closed. I can't do comedy yet. Like, yeah. One day though. And um, is there anywhere that people can see your stand up? No, don't ask me that question. Okay, great. <laughs> it's more of a live experience. Do you know what I mean? You have to see it live. It's yeah. out of this world. But on Instagram, I always do ask me anything, and I'm always like super shady. Just because I can't be. I'll have to go on there and ask you something. Yeah, please do. Well, thank you so much I'll for coming you on. Help. Thank you guys out there for listening. And uh, make sure you subscribe to First Cut. Like this video. New Netflix roulette coming out weekly with special guests. And um, yeah, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, thanks for having me. That was a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. Unfortunately, the movie... Was a dud. Don't be afraid to say it. Was a dud. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm Kate Hughesby here with Baby Rivera. Thank you so much for watching.